Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God started um i'm calling today sunday funky sunday so if you guys want to just repeat that all right here's the reason why um so uh we had a we had a long week as a church i'd say a long two weeks and i think it's for me been the first i've been proud of our community a lot of times it's this oh, this last couple of weeks. I think I'm I've been overwhelmed at how sincere you guys have loved. And so, I'll just walk you through kind of the how, what what's happened. Uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, or two weeks ago, Ryan Renault, who you guys all know, Ryan, he got some information that he had a mass here. So things started moving quickly, and we had like random prayer one night. People show up if you can pray, and we had a bunch of people that night at his house. We're just praying over him, worshiping with him. A few days later, we send him to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, and God has just done amazing things. So just, you guys should clap for God and for yourselves. He is doing really well at this point, recovering. So that's part one. Part two, yesterday, last week, and this was the heaviest part, last week I preached to you guys about how Jesus made friends with death. Um... And how he was able to kind of withstand some of the other temptations because that's the biggest temptation, right? To, to preserve self. And he was able to do a lot of the things that were like, how did Jesus not sin? Because he made friends with death, you know, like for the cause. And then we had a volunteer appreciation banquet. Not a banquet. I don't know why we threw that, threw that word in. But that night and halfway through it, we got a, a phone call from the Mincher family. So Doug Mincher is part of our church. He usually sits right back there. So we got a call, and Rachel and Sarah, Rachel's always the first person up here to welcome you guys, that Doug was not responding and that he was being rushed to the hospital. So we shut down volunteer appreciation, rightly so. Um, 
and went to the hospital. Doug passed away that night, and um, I'm just humbled, one, because I know Doug is with the Lord, 100%, but two, what you guys were able to partner with this past week. I'm pretty humbled, honestly. It was the first time I've ever been in charge of doing a funeral, um, but it was easy to do, not because funerals are easy, but because the community that God has surrounded the mentors with. You guys were the real deal. The real deal. You know, Romans 12 talks about how love must be sincere and how we have the opportunity to make love look like something it's not. And we've all been a part of situations where we smile and tell people they're pretty and go about your way. But when it hits the fan, and you know what I'm saying hits the fan, where's everybody at? You guys were, you guys were standing next to the fan this week. So I'm, I've never even heard that said before. But you guys were amazing. And... Um, I was humbled by that. And then Thursday night, you know, we have our first dinner and devotion with Campbell High School, which we've partnered with really well, by the way, for a church plant. I'm bragging on you guys. We're a church plant. We don't partner with people this soon. But we had around 20 helpers here and about that many of the students that came, for the starters from the team, all basically for three hours on Thursday just hanging out, praying with, sharing the word with, and getting to know, and, and you guys like showed out for that, more of you guys than them, like that's crazy, um, and so it's been like, best way I can say what today is, um, one, originally I was going to be preaching on community transformation, it was, I'm pretty passionate about preaching this message, I didn't decide to not, this week's schedule was in such a way that our energies needed to be spent on what it was spent on, so I feel like the Lord gave me Romans 12, 9 through 15 for you guys today. And it's eerily exactly where we're at as a community. And so I'm going to just, I'm going to read you a few passages. I'm going to introduce a friend in a minute who's going to share with you about uh, One Need, an organization that we've partnered with. But first, I just want to read with you Romans 12, 9 through 16. So if you guys have your Bibles, you can open up to Romans 12. This is a passage we've kind of sat in a while. It's one of my favorite passages by far. I think it paints a really clear picture of who we are and, and how we're supposed to live our lives. I think it talks a lot about community and what it's like. It talks about the transformation process, process in your mind. And it talks about family. And here's, here's what I never want a Sunday to be in, in our church. You show up and listen for your rules, and you say, tell me what to do, and I want to go do it. That kind of Christianity can be done in a slave house, right? Like, you can have a slave driver that shows up and tells a bunch of slaves what to go do, right? When you're a family member... You're told who you are. DNA is transferred. You've, given, you've been given a place to speak in a family. As a slave, you listen, right? A lot of people still live as slaves in Christianity. Tell me what to do and I want to do it. Like that's the, I want to do this right. Or I'm definitely doing wrong. I can't live for the Lord. Like a slave's mentality. Like all behavior-based everything. A family member's mentality is we love you. You're a part of the family. You're different. Okay. You even have a voice here. You know, like, that's what it is to be a Christian now. It's a part of a family. You guys have been a family really good in the last two weeks, humbled by being a part of the family with you. I've actually heard that from the Mentor family. We got a text, and they said, we thought we loved everybody before this, but now we know we're your family. And that's the, probably the best compliment we could ever have. And so... Thank you, you know. Christianity is about a family. It's about a family where you're, where you're told who you are as a son and a daughter, where you're, yeah, you're given stuff to do, but out of the right heart, right? Like, 
your dad, you know, your spiritual dad is proud to send you to do that and is with you. He's cheering you on. He doesn't have his rule book out waiting for you to fail so you can say, look, you failed again. You're an idiot. That's not your dad. So I didn't mean to jump into that. So I want to read you this. Romans 12, 9 through 16. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind and diligent, fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. Contributing to the needs of the saints and practicing hospitality. Just real quick, this word for hospitality, it's actually pointing towards people that you do not know. It's talking about practicing a gracious attitude of giving to people that you're actually not friends with and do not know. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another and do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. And so, Father, today, we just, I thank you for the community that Sarah and I prayed for before there was a community. The one that we said, if there was a church that looked like this, we would want to still be in ministry because then it would be real. I thank you that River City is that right now and that we've been that and that we're not building capital campaigns on how to develop strategies to grow. We're figuring out how to love families who've lost a loved one well and we're trying to do it right and we're trying to walk with people who get bad news and, and cling to them so that they know that they're not walking alone. I thank you that that's the kind of community you've crafted. I thank you that that's what we're going to continue to be, Father. And so today, just let this be like a really beautiful picture of family. You know, just imagine going to a Thanksgiving dinner, and you got your Uncle Ed, and you don't even want to talk to him, but you're with family, and you can kick off your shoes, and you can be, and you can watch football together, and it's relaxing, and it's encouraging, and you know you're standing Father, let this be that living room today, this sanctuary be that place where brothers and sisters come together and love one another well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, I promised you Sunday Funky Sunday. It's about to get funky. It's all right. We're going to take this opportunity to love on our volunteers, and so each ministry leader is going to come up for a moment and just brag on a few of you or brag on the department, and so we'll do this one at a time, but Jordan, you're going to be first, so if you want to come up. The mic is right here, actually. Um, we're going to do this for about the next 10 minutes, and then we're going to have a friend of mine come up and share. So take your time, love who you need to love, um, and then we'll, we'll hand it off to James next. Awesome. So like Josh said, we're just going to take some time and just um, appreciate you guys in front of everyone. So uh, I lead the Connections Ministry here. So essentially what we do is, and a lot of people don't even know that we do this, but there, we have a team of people every single service that do different things around here. So they get coffee together, they put out signs, they greet people at the door, they greet you at the table. We have like secret, like rogue people like Sam and Amelia that like you don't even know that they're doing it, but they're like ministering to you. It's like secret ministry. And so... We, have, we ha have, like, a lot of different kind of elements. So if you ever have served in team love is what it used to be called, connections, or team service, raise your hand. 
So you guys just give it up for those people. So a lot of them aren't even here just because they're serving in kids and doing other stuff. Um, so when I took over this ministry, Amelia used to do it, and it was called Team Love. And at the beginning of this series that we've been doing, we're talking about these four pillars that are on the walls. And Josh was like, you know, if what's the one that is hardest for you? And he goes, what, how, what's the hardest for, who's, who's is most difficult for, team, for living in love? And I was the only one in the room that raised my hand. So, and I'm taking over Team Love. So I just changed the name to Connections. So I feel really good about it. So, so we just changed the name. So now I'm, I, feel, I feel fine. So I knew when I was stepping into this, I, it's not necessarily my gifting, but I'm a, I, I love to set up processes and lead people. And so I, I was just praying when I started this that, that God would bring people around me that would just be really natural at it. And so and I think he really has done that. So the people that just I want to really just love on real quick, Jim Wyman, this dude, he started like three months ago with me, and he's just, he's like the epitome of the fragrance of Jesus. Him and his wife, they both have started doing this, and uh, his life is just full of joy, and you meet him, and you just, you feel like you're just like walking into a hug. It's actually ironic, the Mary, the first time she ever served, she was at the table at the front, and she, somebody walked in, and she just opened up her arms, and this person just walked straight into her arms, into a hug, and this was a first-timer. Like, they just have this, like, presence about them where people just want, you just feel like you're being hugged by them. So thank you. We love you so much. Um, you guys give it up for, for Jim. So another person, Stevie, before I even started, Stevie was like, hey, I heard you're going to be doing, like, doing, doing this now for, for Amelia, and I just want you to know I'm here for you no matter what you need. And she really has been that. She's, like, one of the most gentle and pure people that I've ever met just such a purity about you. you you really just feel like you're a friend of of stevie's as soon as you start talking to her and really because of that you feel like you're a friend of jesus so thank you i appreciate you and i think everybody else is like serving and doing stuff it's so oh gosh service people i want to i want to brag on judith judith is one of those people that's just like all in like I feel like I don't, I send out an email every week to like, hey, these people's on, these people are off. And Judith is the person that literally is like, she just shows up. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. It's like all the time. So she's, she's constantly here. She's so faithful and loyal. So I just really appreciate you for doing that. So good, good for you. I mean, just a couple, a couple other people to know would be Ryan Renault. Ryan does the coffee and the signs every single week. He's here at like 8.45 or 9 every service, which is just crazy. So, so Ryan, Veronica Tompkins, I mean, obviously, like she does everything at this church. I mean, she's serving kids right now, and uh, I'm just so thankful for her. She's like probably the most natural person at connecting with you. I mean, you seriously, you, you know, you feel like you know everybody in the church because you've just talked to Veronica one time. So, Peter, just, you know, tell her I love her, okay? Uh and I think that's it. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Never thought I'd get the mic again today. I feel like I have to make up for what I said earlier about quilting and all that stuff. But hey, new day. Uh, 
Okay, it's hard for me to make up for what I did earlier. We're really excited about group. I'm trying not to do this right now. I don't need to make up for what I say earlier, but Bill, right? You're like nodding your head like I don't. I don't? Okay, good. So I'm here actually to brag on the worship team because, you know, we're, we're a new church, and when we started, you know, doing worship, I wasn't exactly sure how many volunteers or the caliber of what we would have. And so I just want to brag on a couple of guys like, you know, who who's here today? Ethan, um, Justin, jo Josh is out this week. He's in Panama City. He's like in every other week rotation going to Florida. <laughs> he must have like a killer timeshare, something like that. But he's, uh, he's usually always here. Um, I just want to say I love working, you know, and worshiping with these awesome men and women. And we have people that are just getting plugged in, like Camille. Like, they stepped in last week. You know, I was out of town last week. And so Camille and Justin Boggs, they ran the ship. They, ran the, they, they did this. And, and I heard it was amazing. And I was just, that made me so proud just to know that, you know, the volunteers here could be off doing their own thing, you know, but the fact that they're here worshiping with us is, oh, it's a baby. It's a baby. I'm ADD, little ADD, but I just want to say thank you, Ethan. You know, you're here a lot, and when you're not here, we miss you, and, you know, did, I just want to say you did a great job. You always do a great job, and, I mean, we all love worshiping with these guys, and I just want to say thanks. I mean, there's people that aren't here today, but for the people that are here, raise your hand if you're if you ever helped out with worship. Justin, Justin, she just went with the baby. That's where she went. Josh isn't here today, so yep. Signing out. I'm done. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. Oh, we love James. Have such fun in our staff meetings. <laughs> um, so I'm Sarah. For those of you I haven't met, I think I mostly know everyone in here. But um, so I'm going to thank the people that have been involved with discipleship groups and community transformation. Um, and I want to read a scripture, Ephesians 4:11 through 12. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Um, I don't know who's here and who's not, so I'm just going to read off the list of people that have done groups in the fall and going forward. Mallory and Chris, Chad, Linda, Emily Wyman, Melissa Lappin, Lee Price, James and Julia, and Emily Brown. Um, some are here, some are not, but I was just thinking about how to like step out and say you're going to lead and teach something it takes just incredible bravery. Um, we have this thing that we is birthed in us, and as teachers, we just feel like we have to get it out. And it takes a lot of vulnerability and bravery to just do it. And so I want to say to thank you to all those people. And something I wrote down is that we, we tend to think that we can attach, like, measures of success to what groups are. And I want to say that every group we've had has been successful on some level. Um, and not only because of the vulnerability the sacrifice and the availability of the teachers, 
um, because it, it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. We've had groups that have been large. We've had groups that have been small. We've had groups that have lasted a long time, others that have been shorter. But I just want to say thank you to those leaders for being being available and being vulnerable and being willing to teach. It's hard to do, so thank you. Um, for community transformation, I'm going to read a scripture from Acts. Um, I just have my, thanks Sam for letting me use your Bible, by the way, wherever you are. It's awesome. Um, Acts 8, um, just bear with me as I read this passage. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go to the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he arose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. When I was thinking about community transformation, this passage just seemed like it nailed it. Um, it's this idea that you're just available. Like the first part of the passage, how Philip just heard the spirit and went, that obedience. And so as we've, um, I actually wrote down the date. I know Emily Brown's not here. I don't think she's here, but her and I had this conversation November 13th of last year. I went and found it in my calendar. We were at the place where we just sat down and we were like, community transformation. And for, you, for those of you guys that don't know her, she's really passionate about nonprofit work and work in the community. It's what her education is in. And we were sort of like, we don't know what this is going to look like. Um, and then we assembled a D group. And the people on that group were Emily, myself, Jessica Reese, Veronica Tompkins, Ryan Renault, Melissa Lappin, and Luke and Kelly Wood. And we just did a lot of like dialogue and talking and dreaming and we didn't know what this was going to look like. We just started praying. We're like, what do we need? What do we need to do? How do we connect with the community? And I love how in this scripture, um, not only was Philip heard the spirit, he was obedient, right? And he was bold in that he went, but that Philip received him. And so that's how we feel like community transformation works, right? But it's the people who have to be ready and available and vigilant. And so when I think about, like, we, we have a group now that meets, um, and this is sort of our team going forward. And on that team right now is Jordan Craig, Emily Brown, Veronica Tompkins, Luke Wood, Chris Masters, Ryan Renault, and myself. Um, and these are people that do that, that are just living life vigilant. Like, every person is an opportunity to connect with, to bring the gospel um, and these are people that I've just seen that have the desire and the ability to live missional. It's just about being on mission. Um, and I wrote down a couple things about these people. So Luke and Veronica, um, I don't, are either of them even here? I don't think either of them, Veronica's in there. Um, they, they're, it's almost funny how they will just go into a grocery store and they'll come out like they will have made a friend that they connected with, they've invited. It's just amazing how they easily connect with people. Uh, Ryan, who's also not here, but Ryan is willing to do whatever. He literally came to me and said, whatever you need me to do, I'm, I can do it. What do you need me to do? And he's full of compassion. In one of our first meetings, he said, I just want people to feel like they're dignified. I want to give people dignity, which is just beautiful. Um, Emily brings to the table this experience. She's very logical. Like, we'll talk about a plan, and she'll just... 
like, oh, that won't work, and we move on. And then Chris, who's passionate and willing and energetic. And I want to just say something about as we're in community transformation right now, um, that this group, we sit around and talk until we all agree on something. It's unity rules. And it's just been beautiful seeing how God has led our church through community transformation and is really making divine sort of relationships. So I'm really thankful for those people for giving of their time and their energy to River City. And I'll pass the mic to whoever is next. Who's up? Thanks, Sarah. Okay, I have um, the pleasure of thanking all the volunteers that helped with this space. Now, here again, we have a lot of irony because I am not good with my hands or tools, but I helped assemble some folks with Josh and everybody else here. Um, we had a number of people who are good at that, thank goodness, um, who had tools, the right tools, really cool tools, um, and who were patient with us who don't know what we're doing. Um, what comes to, first person that comes to mind is Chris Parker. Those of you who um, don't know Chris, really, you should get to know him. Right now he's flying planes um, today. But Chris is the most easygoing, mild-mannered guy and free with his tools, right? So the thing that sticks out to me, Chris, anybody in here ever take shop in school? Do they even teach shop anymore? Okay. So... Chris is like the opposite of your shop teacher, right? Because your shop teacher, if you did something wrong, would just question your manhood and make fun of you. And you can't, you can't hammer a nail. Why can't you hammer a nail? Chris was patient with everybody, um, you know, putting together the stage, whatever it was. Um, fantastic. Um, a number of you guys brought tools. I really want to thank you for that. Um, this was a dangerous job, though, because we did have one... Um, injury. Uh, Ryan Renault does everything. And so, of course, he was here for that. Um, and he was so focused on what we were doing. And at the time, we were cleaning up stuff because we had torn stuff down. There used to be a, a partition here that the optometry office used for storage and supplies and that kind of thing. We had to knock it down. Um, there's actually video of it there, for those of you who can see. And we laughed after we knocked it down. There we go. So um, anyway, Ryan, in the course of cleaning all that up, stepped on a nail straight through his shoe. <laughs> um, had to go to the hospital, get a tetanus shot. He was really happy about that. But people sacrifice and give blood, sweat, and tears to put this place together. It's as nice it is as it is today um, because of everyone's talents, skills, time, um, commitment, and we appreciate all that everyone um, provided during that, whether you cleaned up, bought supplies, brought lunches, brought tools, actually worked on something physically, all of it. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So we just have one more, and then we're going to do some prayer, but I want to share a little bit. Two, two areas I want to just brag on. One, the media team. Yeah, Scott, Jessica, <clears throat> you guys are freaks of nature. And we coined this last week that Jessica really just kind of owns it. We started calling her Marshawn Lynch. And she gave me the okay that it's all right to start calling her beast mode. So if you ever refer, raise your hand, Jessica. 
She's okay with you calling her beast mode, okay? You need to own that as a community. All right, um, Scott too, you know. We put this big beam up. Um, just, he's just amazing. Hung that 80-inch TV because we're rappers. That's what we do. Um, other group is our elders, which my dad, you'll hear in a minute, is in the hospital right now. We're going to pray for him. Um, but could you stand up, Phil and Jill, and then Peter and Veronica is, of course, working. Could you mind standing up? Um, and then my dad as well. These are our elders right now, and so thank you guys for what you do. Awesome. Um, they really do a lot, guys. I mean, it's, it's amazing. There's a few people who do so much here. There's a lot more of you guys that do a lot. I don't want to jump into any of that today. We, we try and love well. We feel like that's important to do that and to honor people and to not try and extract too much work from people and burn you out. It's just silly that churches do that. Um, but we don't want to do that ever. So tell us if you're ever feeling burnout. We'll pray with you and take something off your plate. Does that sound good? I promise that. I promise you that. If you feel burnout, we will take something off your plate, no matter who you are. Um, so, amen. The only other thing I wanted to do is I want to have a friend come up, Rodney. If you'll go to um, verse 13 real quick. So, verse 13 talks about contributing to the needs of saints, practicing hospitality. Rodney has based his whole life around hospitality, hospitality right now. I just want to share this. You can come on up. I'll give you this. He's a friend of mine. We've partnered with two basic organizations that we want to say community transformation is happening this way. One of them is Campbell High School. It's not really an organization, but we're all in Campbell right now. The other one's One Need because it helps us be benevolent when we're not really at a spot where we can give as much as a lot of churches. Um, it just helps that happen. And he said, I'm just going to share this. You're not going to like that I'm sharing this. <clears throat> well, first off, you should know that he gave me my first fake ID when I was uh, 17 years old. So <laughs> appreciate that. I'm now, I'm now 20 years older than that, so it's not working anymore and it wouldn't need to. But he is, he's that guy. He's guilty of that. If you, if you need something, my name was Manuel Espinoza. So, um, the second thing is he said when he started his organization, he won't share this, extremely successful businessman at a very young age. And when he started One Need, he sold a, what is, how do you don't want me to do this? I'm doing it. A Jeep? A Range Rover? What else? It's not else business. Like four of those types. Right. And then one for leisure, so three. So here's what I want to say before he shares. He's the real deal. His whole organization is about helping people. When he started it, he would just drive around looking for people who were in need. That does not happen. I'm just letting you guys know that. And that's how this all started. We've partnered with them. Would you mind sharing with us, Rodney, about what how we can jump in? Can you hear me now? Sometimes when I speak with a the mic, there's so much bass in my voice, it causes things to happen, and it's not my fault. That's just, you're going to have to deal with that. I'm either going to scare you, um, I'm sorry, bad timing for a joke. 
Here's what we're going to do. Another part of this passage talks about when, you, when someone is in mourning or someone needs to be prayed for to be diligent with them. There's some people in this room we're going to circle around and pray for. It's, it's late, but it was a beautiful service. But um, one person we're going to pray with is Buddy Renault, who's going to represent Ryan Renault right here. Can you just raise your hand, Buddy? His son is Ryan. You all know Ryan because um, he's in everything. Um, he's still out there right now. He's flying back maybe tomorrow. Today's flying back? Awesome. So another person we're going to pray for, you don't even know I'm doing this. I didn't know you were coming. So um, bad accident over here. And I can't believe you're here, bro. It's so humbling. Um, Sharon, do you just want to say a little bit about what's going on with him? Thank you. Um, and then, Jason Jones, we're going to continue with praying with you. Complete healing um, tumor. And then, Bennett family, we're going to continue praying with you. Complete healing cancer. My dad's in the hospital right now. He's got something funky. Not real sure what it is. His feet are bright red. Um, <laughs> sounds like a cartoon disease. Um, but he's got bowel problems. He's going to hate that I'm sharing this with you guys. But he gets nervous. You know, he's, he's older. So... Here's what I want to do. If you're one of those people I just mentioned, can you stand to your feet? Um, Sharon, will you stand for him, please? Um, now, for those of you who I didn't know your story, but your story needs to be told, this is why I like Sundays, okay? You don't just need to listen to a guy speak the whole time. Sometimes you need to shut it down so people who have needs can be seen. Amen? The body of Christ, okay? So if you have a need and you're in this room and you haven't stated it, I want to hear it. And we want to let people pray for you. So stand to your feet and share it and we'll pray with you. Need the brave one. Can you share your need with us? You, you did 50% of the work. Just prayer? Okay. Tell, tell everybody your name. Tell everybody your name. Stefan. Okay. All right. Who else? Need that we can just surround. We're just going to send people to you. We're not going to do like an altar call. We're going to build an altar where you're sitting. Anybody else? There's some other people, guys. Let's do this. It's all right. The best thing about being a transparent community is the people who are um, the first walkers into it, who have to be honest and share stuff that maybe they didn't want to. But because of it, you know, um, needs are answered. God, I was going to say what I'm about to say. I'm not going to say it. Who else? One more person. There he is. Hey, Jim.
We're going to do it. Would you mind coming up and getting set back here? Uh, would, you, would you mind standing? We're going to pray with you again. We prayed with you a few weeks back. Um, just share a little bit about what we're going to pray for. Sorry, I just called you out like that. We're going to partner with you. Here's what I want to see. At least two to three people with every person. All right, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. So um, everybody, don't stand yet. Go ahead and mentally pick who you're going to pray with and make sure, you know, that everybody has at least, at least two or three people, okay? So Father, we just pray that in this ending for today, we want to continue to be faithful in prayer and especially in those situations that people have to persevere. There's perseverance that's needed, but the body of Christ is who comes alongside. That's what family is for, for the body of Christ to connect and partner with those still in need to pray with God. So we can even see miracles. We can see uh, miracles that we don't think are miracles, but are answered in a way. We, sometimes unanswered prayer actually is you're answering our prayer. Um, but I do pray, God, with faith right now in this room that it would rise and that we would pray with these people. So for the next few moments, just go get next to somebody. Put your, lay your hands on scripturally in a scriptural way. Um, and make sure nobody doesn't have any two people with them. I mean, you want to have that many people. I'm sorry. So, and I'm just going to scan the room, make sure that's happening. Everybody's got Dan. I feel like everybody's got. Okay. Yeah, and just pray how you'll pray. Pray how you'll pray with them. Ask them their name. Father, we just we give this, these next few moments to you. We want to just really solidify in these people's lives, God. We want to step in. Um, right now in Jesus name that you would just answer prayer build faith in Jesus name God where two or three are gathered there you are in their midst so right now in Jesus name I pray that you would begin to just unlock faith just pray for the next few moments with these guys thank you again for joining us today and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com